Hi, I'm Rachel. Hi, Hi Rachel. Rachel. I'm a squirter. She said you were a squirter. I don't. That's. Once happened once. They took us both by surprise. I heard about squirters, but I never had a squirter in my life. That shit was so nasty. I thought the bitch pissed on us. I'm like, damn, bitch, like. I got the bathroom right down the motherfucking hall. Squirting, the magical unicorn of sex, the male holy grail. Like if he makes this happen, he's the Siegfried and Roy of coitus. Spray some water on you. I can even spray water out of my belly. Whoa. The question is, how come, how common or rare are squirters? It seems like squirting is a thing lately. Are you finding more squirters now as opposed to five years ago? Welcome to Last Man Earth. My name is Lex Durgis, always been flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt's still exhausted from the Halloween carnival in WeHo this past week. While the theme isn't explicitly Hispanic, Matt was still called the pinata and slapped repeatedly until he revealed his candy, candy center. And no, not with baseball bats. Did you go to the? <laughs> I was uh, the penis run joke. on did, metaphor. Or did something. you go? Did you wait till the next one? Did you go to the uh, carnival this uh, year, Matt? No, it's one of the first years I I didn't go. I wanted to go. I was just very tired. It was a Thursday, and uh, I just didn't feel like dealing with it. Two hundred thousand gay men expressing themselves in the streets nearby, and you you didn't attend. No, you got to be in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> to see a lot of dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this week's show is sponsored by teenagers who are certain they know what's best for the planet. Wait for this one. Why don't adults take you seriously? Because we were all once cocksure teenagers certain we were geniuses, and now we realize we were just lazy know-it-all assholes experimenting with sex and drugs for the first time. Teenagers who are certain they know what's best for the planet, call us back when you're paying your own rent. Did you see that Greta Thunberg, you're, you're the girl you mentioned once and wanted to have sex with, uh, is now uh, co-protesting with uh, these other te- environmental teenagers who... Wear masks and don't go to school. Apparently, take off school and uh, they do sit-ins for the environment. Yeah, but that wasn't an option when I was in high school. Was that one of your options to miss school for like two weeks and put on face paint and do a sit-in? No, but to be fair, I also couldn't carry a mattress around as an art project. Um, (laughs) I was judged on technique, tactile, kind of paint by numbers almost. I don't know who's allowed to like. They actually the schools in in California they say allow the kids to take off time to protest in high school, which is odd. I mean, I went to a public school in California not super long ago, and we were marked hardy, and then we got detention, and then we got the, the fucking guy came to our house to ask our parents where we were if we didn't show up because we didn't get state funding. Well, we had certain things. When I, I went to a Catholic school briefly, and community service, certain amount of hours of community service was required right. to, to finish the year. And then in public school, we would often get, you know, from from teachers that were with it and progressive, they would say, if you attend this lecture by uh, this, this activist or whoever it might be after school, after school. then you will get uh, a point for an assignment or something like that. So that makes sense to me. The only thing I remember about public school was, and I went K-12, was that you had to show up. Like, literally, that was the only obligation. Like, if you showed up and didn't light anything on fire... You were good. Or like mm-hmm. bringing a weapon to school, you were good. But that was a requirement, was you had to be there. And they got really, really pissed if you weren't there because all the ADA funding from the state is dependent on attendance. So they had the truant officer, the phone calls, or all the other shit. If you showed up and stood there and sat there for six hours, just like 
mind-numbingly start the ceiling, they were fine with you. But you had to be there. Our school had a policy, my high school, that if you missed 10 uh, classes in, in a, a, a year semester, yeah. what the fuck did we have? I don't know. If you missed 10, you would get, uh, you would fail. Yeah. And if you uh, were 10 minutes late, that counted as a missed class. So you, you, you sure you weren't trying to save the planet? You weren't allowed off to save the planet? And by the way, so you know we're having... Isn't what? that kind of in the whole slacktivism thing? <laughs> yes. Like, wouldn't you rather be out and about in the world than going to school? Painting your face. I would have rather been doing anything. Painting your face, smoking clove cigarettes, and trying to get laid during school hours? Mm-hmm. Sounds, good. Sounds good to me. I, I went to college protests just to get laid. I, I didn't know what the hell we were protesting. I mean, like, not being in school and then being commended for it. I, yeah, I just didn't have that option. I would have taken up a cause. Of course you would have. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so I want to ask you about... Before we move on, so uh, all the wildfires in California, this kind of struck me. They're all being, everyone's blaming uh, global climate change on the fires. How does global climate change know where the borders of California are? Because there seem to be only fires in the state of California. Why, is, why are the fires only attacking California if they're based on global climate change? Like, why, is Nevada, uh, why, is, why does Nevada have no fires? I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I don't think they have as many forests. I should uh, just throw that. That's my question for Greta Thunberg, but you have to stand in for her since you want to have sex with her. I don't, I mean, I was just laughing with that. Like, why? Like, okay, the climate change is change, the climate's changing, man, it's causing more fires, but it seems to only be in the state of California, which, by the way, has the most advanced, like, anti-climate change regulations of anywhere in the country. Yeah, I mean, if only it were self-contained, like in little futuristic domes, like every every state had. Because they are separated by geological uh, phenomena usually, but... Um, and there's a few fires, and I checked there. I Just before I said something stupid like that, and Oklahoma has a fire in Utah. But they're out like in the middle of nowhere, where they're obviously started by, you know, not whatever it is. They're just typical wire, wildfires started by lightning strikes, like most fires used to be. Yeah. As opposed to PG&E lines, which are just fucking cratering, in, <laughs> cratering into the brush that hasn't been cleaned in, in 30 years. Well, it is the hottest year um, ever. Like the, but not like hot enough to ignite things. <laughs> like it went up a quarter of a degree. Yeah, so like things are in, spontaneously combusting because it's now 71 degrees or 70 and a half. I believe that's the case. <laughs> You're upsetting the natural balance. <laughs> and speaking of those people who are um, angry at the older generations, like, you ruined it for us, you fuckers. Like, that's always happened. Like, um, I, I thought my uh, the older generations had done things wrong. Yeah. And, and, you know, especially like the hippie thing would be a great example of the generation of the 50s um, versus the 60s but I never I never really singled out individuals like you made the climate bad <laughs> Mr. Davidson like I feel like she's she's acting like people personally did this well she's not she's insane she's actually literally just insane but teenager here's the thing you can't listen to teenagers about anything because even like again like Stephen Hawking as a teenager who was still a genius as a teenager I still wouldn't have listened to him at 16, if he was doing his black hole theory, I've been like, dude, come back when you're like 30 and say the same shit. Because I just don't believe anything a 16-year-old says. I don't care how fucking smart you are. He did. He When he was like 25, he thought that <laughs> there, were, there were no black holes. And then he switched his whole thing up. You literally cannot listen to anyone under the age of 25 about anything. Just la- I just laugh at them. They all, I mean, we were all the same. We all, yeah, we protested shit. We all knew what was going on. I say until you got a mor- until you're paying rent, you got a mortgage. Fuck you. Insane. <laughs> uh, do not forget to become a patron of the show on Patreon.com/forward slash Last Man Earth. Thanks to all our new patrons. 
leaving mostly from Bulgaria this week. Uh, get on this shit now before it disappears. If you wish to contact the show, hit us up on Twitter, Last Man Podcast, or on Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, on to the show. Matt, I got to ask you about Katie Hill. I know she was your favorite congressperson. She was my second favorite in terms of uh, uh, Congress people I want to hump. Um, I have a list. It's a short list. I think like uh, Matt Gates from Florida is my third. <laughs> so it's like really, there's not a lot to choose from. AOC is clearly at the top. Uh, I, I like um, the Muslim lady. Uh, which one, Ilhan? Uh, yeah. Because you know that she had sex with her brother. Uh, is that right? Cake. No, she didn't. She just married. She falsely married him, so he get to the country. But she was she his cheating for a, uh, a stridently uh, Muslim sort of black activist. The fact that she's cheating with her white campaign staffer was kind of disappointing to me. But she just kind of went like vanilla on her on her affair. Well, don't you understand the double standard? I mean, Duncan Hunter had five affairs. Yes, he. I don't get why the Democrats are such pussies. They always quit. And and well, she they barely they, they, had, take, they take each other out. They take each other out, right? I mean, she got no. Katie Hill got no. By the way, Katie Hill. What Katie Hill did was broke all the. So she, the whole point of this segment is the fact that she is like crying about misogyny and sexism and how this shit doesn't happen to congressmen. And for let's say the first hundred ninety years, that was true in Congress. They all fucked it. Ted Kennedy fucked the shit out of every woman who walked in front of him, and he never got in trouble. So that was definitely true until probably ten years ago. For the past 10 years, like Al Franken's been kicked out, a bunch of people have been well, kicked out. Well, it happens in that people find out about it. It was her decision to quit. She she would st- she couldn't be kicked out. Well, they were they were no, she couldn't be kicked out. They were launching a house ethics probe, and that was her own democratic committee was going to because they have to, you can't you just can't fuck someone who works for you. I mean, that's just basically the rule now. So that, and I think the Iron Cross on her crotch was, was, a, bit, was a bit much. I, I still now have like the old German World War II Iron Cross tattooed on your pubic region. Well, that, I, bother, that bothered me more than the fact that she's banging her young interns. There's, there was some distinction that hers wasn't necessarily a white supremacy thing. <laughs> yes. I've seen like Scottish dudes. I, I've seen like Celtic people have that who aren't white supremacists. Tattooed above their genitals. Well, that's what, how, where else would I see it, really? I, I mean, oh, just, I mean that, I, when I saw that, that, offended, more than, that and the hairbrushing thing was very really creepy. Um, the hairbrushing thing was weird. Yeah, that's like, I don't, if there was just a straight sex tape, I'd be like, whatever. But like, they were on vacation in Alaska. Yeah. Just the two of them, from what I read, or possibly her husband was there. Well, someone was filming. Uh, that was probably her husband, who uh, I guess he may have leaked the revenge porn. Oh, he definitely did. First of all, Okay, it's not revenge porn. I want to be very clear about this. Revenge porn is uh, uh, not when you're... It's like when you... Uh, um, he leaked the photos to Red State or whatever it was because he knew they would, give, they would put the photos up. But they were like in a bitter divorce. So I don't call it revenge. I don't call it revenge porn necessarily. That's she was, exactly what the term no, it means. He was like he was trying to get her in trouble for shit that she did. That she did. I mean, having like sex with ladies stuff like that. I think revenge porn is when you're having sex with somebody and then you like, you know, I mean, she was committing. I think you have this way off. No, no. She was committing a violation of, she was sleeping with a, 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 an employee, which is what got her in trouble. Revenge porn would be like, I'm going to re- release photos of you naked if you don't, you know, just to get back and you don't do shit like that. Uh, I guess I can see where you're coming from. Also, I mean, if, if, Je- if Jeffrey Epstein was, if Jeffrey Epstein was fucking a 15 year old on camera and someone turned him in, yeah. that would be revenge porn. That would be, I mean, I, I understand his motivation was because he hates her. I get that point. But, I mean, she was committing a violation of her, of the, by the way, the very thing she pushed for, the very thing she pushed for in Congress 
which was including voting on the fact that you can't bang your staff members. Um, so I don't, I don't feel... also, at this point, I don't consider just a naked person lounging around, drinking a beer and <laughs> brushing hair. I don't even consider that porn. No. Because we have so much other porn. It's, like, creepier than, it's creepier than porn, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's almost like a, it's like a nature channel type. It's just like two animals in the wild like grooming each other. Yeah, I don't know. I don't just and then, I, then she has to come in like when she comes back in her congressional outfit, like her her like Clinton suit, you know, and like on the floor of the Senate on the Congress and give you the speech. I don't want to think about like sort of people like that having sex at all or doing weird shit. I don't have them. a problem with any of it. I mean, why can't she bang her staff? I, I don't get the part where you can't have consensual sex with another adult. It makes no sense. It's demeaning towards women because that's mostly what we're talking about. Um, well, it's it because of Harvey Weinstein and Matt Lauer and all those other guys who did that shit. It was all meant for guys, against guys, right? Yeah, but there's plenty of happily married people. I mean, like Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Kimmel, they're both married to like women they that worked under them. Uh, yeah, as, no. as are dozens of other people. No, it's, it's, a, it's not illegal. It's a company rule, and Congress has a rule. That you it's can't. not unethical either. They have. De- I'm just telling you, she voted to make it unethical. <laughs> so in her case, yeah, I would say like she was just like fucking like 30 sailors. I'd be like, and the people were like, you got to quit because you're fucking 30 sailors. I'm like, fuck you. She can fuck all the sailors she wants. Uh, and I'm signing up to be a sailor. That's great. I think it's great that she's having sex with like a whole fucking like Sarah Palin is mowing down the whole basketball team. I think it's amazing. She should be. She should be our rep. But the fact that she actually voted to make that unethical so that other people could be taken out by that rule. Right. Makes me not feel, and and then 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 the German the German uh, Iron Cross on her cross. It's just as a Jew, I find that very disheartening to find that a woman is both sexually liberated and has a perhaps Nazi memorabilia tattooed onto her onto her also sh- the shorn shorn genital region. The bong, like obviously, I could care less if you smoke pot as a person or as a congressional rep, but. The bong, there's something really unsophisticated about that. Like, I, I would have expected a vape pen. A vape pen, pen some a, kind of cool thing. A, a neatly rolled joint. Yeah. The bong just reeks of unsophistication. Yeah, that's some, like, college, high school, college-level show-off crap. Yeah. I didn't like that either. I had the same thing. Like, I didn't care. Like, when Clinton was fucking all the, was fucking the interns or snapping panties and shit, I didn't care about that. But the fact that he went for the fat girl really bothered me. Mm. <laughs> and, the, and the cigar thing was also kind of weird. The cigar and the twat was kind of weird. I like the originality of that. Did you really? I, I wouldn't have thought of it. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty cool because I'm picturing it would have been cooler if he had to roll a joint and yeah. you know how you have to moisten it if he, <laughs> if he slid the joint down her uh, uh, moist pussy. No, no, no the, fat, the fat orthodontist daughter just didn't do it for me. And then the cigar thing too. Like I said, if, uh, JFK, right? Banging Marilyn Monroe and some other the mobs, the mobster's wife, stuff like that, hot blondes. Totally into that. But like the orthodontist fat daughter and you're fucking sticking a cigar for twat because she's kind of too gross to have sex with. Well, you got to put yourself <laughs> in his shoes. He's yes. like, I'm the president. I grew up idolizing JFK. I've arrived. I'm yes. super horny. Yeah. There's nothing here. He I, I got to do something. He could have had any chick in Hollywood. Like I remember back in the 90s, like every, like I remember Angelina Jolie when she was like 20 going like reports that Clint's so hot or whatever. Like she could have had, he could have had any like. That would have been hard to pull off. He would have got caught. He got caught. That would have infuriated the Republicans because they got no pussy. He got he got caught anyhow, and he got caught with the fucking sperm on the fucking fat girl's dress. That was, what I'm saying is, I'm very sexually liberated. I'm happy for Congress people and everyone to have as much sex as they want. Just you got to do it a little a little cla- a little classier. Otherwise, you just Trump. You're just kind of Trump. It's kind of gross. Um, so you think she should still be in Congress? Obviously, she did resign by the way because there was an ethics probe beginning where they were gonna. I don't. They went to. I don't think they can fire her, but they could have censured her and. 
brought her husband she out could to have testify. Lost her uh, her committee thing. Of course, she shouldn't have quit. She she flipped a district. Now it's going to probably, I would guess, go back to some Republican douchebag. So it's like, <laughs> okay, you guys are losers. You lose every election because you're quitters. If so it makes you feel any better, she's going to have a talk show on a Netflix deal probably by next week. I think she's aware of that. <laughs> so I think she's going to do more. You and I were, I think we we're talking offline about who becomes a congressperson in the first place. It really is sort of a low bar, like. It's really not your most ambitious. It, it, people that are ambitious without talent, largely. Yeah. There's no money to be made. There's no specific money to be made there as a congressperson. You can't really rise from that level. There's no. What like, if? She, what if she were the first person? Because um, I think Hustler magazine still does this. They they did up until recently. You know, they find someone like this that's in the news, but uh, you know, famous, and yeah. they offer him a million dollars to do porn. Oh yeah, uh, Vivid always does that with anyone who gets arrested. Some chick, like the Octomom, they give Octomom like a million dollars. Yeah. So. <laughs> By the way, that was disturbing. I watched it. She might have got like, <laughs> the bathtub one. No, the woman who had the eight tri- had the uh, octuplets. Oh yeah, Oct- no, but I saw her masturbating in a bathtub. Is that- oh, oh, I thought you meant the woman who drowned her babies in the bathtub. <laughs> I'd be like, no, oh, watch her do. Watch, I didn't watch that. Watch one. her do porn. <laughs> 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 they, they they do offer it, and it's a tough to turn down. I mean, it's tough to turn that million dollars. I mean, up. could Katie Hill be the first? I'm not counting Octomom because we already knew she would take whatever. But well, Sarah Palin didn't take the money, so they just found a Sarah Palin lookalike. Yeah. For, for, instead of giving Sarah Palin a million dollars. They found a Sarah Payne look like for a thousand dollars, and then she sold a million dollars for the tapes. So I think that I think it's all. I, I I know the guy from Vivid, and I'm pretty sure that they're expecting people to turn them down because there's no the, yeah. the math doesn't work on it. So just for publicity, and then they just get someone who looks like the person, pay them like pay them fifty bucks and some food sticks. And they, and but they do someone the will do it at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Katie Hill's actually not famous enough, I don't think, to earn the money. Um, I mean, she's sort of, we know about her now, but she'll, she'll fade. She kind of looks very ordinary. She has no distinctive looks about her other than her fucking Nazi Goebbels, <laughs> Goebbels tattoo on her, on her fucking pubes. I just, that's going to bother me forever. If she had like one of those like tramp stamps that said like, Love, loves to fuck. I've been like, yeah, Katie Hill with the fucking Iron Cross. Like, what are the odds she has a tramp stamp? Because we didn't see her butt, did we? She probably does. She did looks you, exactly like a tramp stamp chick. Did you know that Chloe uh, Kardashian, she had it removed, had a tramp stamp with her dad's name on it after he passed away? Wow. She put it above her ass crack, her dad's name, when she was like 15 or 16 when her dad passed, uh, shortly Looks. after he passed. Would that be weird to be banging a girl and you see her dead dad's name? <laughs> like that's like that's an odd. It's just an odd choice for a tramp stamp. Well, we know he was a huge creep, a criminal who withheld evidence. Yes, or hid evidence. Well, it was her dad. Felon. It was her dad. And she loved him. I get that, but like, why not the ankle? How about the ankle? Well, I'm saying she now. The whole family exclusively has sex with black men. Yes, and they're not black, which is statistically quite strange. Very unusual. I'm saying, would you be surprised if their dad fucked all of them? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, and then as evidence of that, she got a tramp stamp near her ass. Yes. Uh, I don't know. And can never look at a white man again. I like to think he was a good dad. He had one, one good quality about him. In fact, actually, the, the kids seemed to be okay until he died. And then when the mom took over, they became like, you know, let's all turn him into fucking show biz whores. Right. I think the dad was explicitly against that. He, I, I actually think... but. Still, fucking banging a girl in her dead dad's name is right there. That's just be like, I mean, you're not, not that you're going to stop, but I'm just saying it would be, dis- it would still be disturbing. Uh, that or like the swastika, Iron Cross, something like that might 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 give me pause. I think it's like one of the Jewish conundrums when you're banging a girl and she has a Iron Cross tattoo on her gen- on her genitals. I would do it once. Yeah, I would do it once, and I'd tell on her. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
Uh, Matt, I want to ask you, have you seen the new Terminator movie? No. Yeah, nobody has, as it turned out. Uh, it really crapped out this weekend. And it actually is supposed to be one of the best, according to Rotten Tomatoes, one of the better or best Terminator movies since the second one in terms of reviews. I think if it's six or seven now. It's actually supposed to be well made, um, but it's, it's going to tank at the box office. I have several theories on this. One is uh, Linda, Linda Hamilton looks like a man. Mm-hmm. I think she's just turning to John Voight very slowly. She's an old woman, isn't she? I think she did a lot. Remember how buff she got, like in T two, in like the late '80s. She was married to James Cameron because she was like you know young and hot, like in the first movie, and then she kind of got started started to get a little boyish and mannish. She got all those muscles. She had those huge muscles by the second one, where she was doing like the opening scene of T two, I believe, is where she's doing pull ups in the uh, insane asylum where she's locked up because they think she's insane because she believes in robots from the future, mm-hmm. and she's actually doing like in her white tank top doing like pull ups, and she's got like fucking ripped biceps. Yeah. So I'm assuming that's why she started taking the testosterone. <laughs> well, there are an awful lot of Germanic women who turn into John Voight. Yes. It's uh, it's just sort of a the skin tone. The, you're looking at, like, there's this girl at the bar. This was a while ago. And she was talking to my friend, kind of hitting on him. And at first we were like, that chick's pretty hot. And then my friend goes, she looks just like John Voight. Yes. And then I was like, oh, my God, she looks just like John Voight. It is John Voight. I don't know what it is. But you're right. She's like, what are you guys laughing at? And we are like, nothing. A Nordic, a Nordic, I tell you what, Nordic women are beautiful when they're young, but they don't age well because they're so fair. Mm. Um, like fair skin shows like every single, like I think all women become mannish as they get older. But when you have very, you know, as opposed to black skin or Asian skin, when you have very fair blonde skin, it starts showing a lot more. It's so more you're saying brilliant. I'm going to crack Real bad. At you? Point. Yeah, yeah. No, I think so. You know, you'll go for that, uh, like Dennis Quaid, HGH, and fake tan shit <laughs> <laughs> with the orange, orange hair. Yeah, yeah. You'll be like Trump. You'll look like Trump at some point. Sweet. Um, uh, well, that, I mean, for a man, for, I gotta say this for a man who never drank alcohol in his life, Trump sure looks like a fucking alcoholic. Um, he looks yeah. like a classic WC Fields, bright red, bright red nose, heavy set, bulbous face. Like, yeah, like how bloated would he be if, if he, he drank? Yeah. I don't know. He would look. I don't know what he would look like. He looked like one of those security guards at the MMA fights, who's like three hundred <laughs> pounds with no muscle, <laughs> like an ex lineman who just let it all go. Um, but I, my other thing is like, so they have terminate. So Schwarzenegger is now playing himself at his real age in the movies. So they stopped doing the fake thing in his hair and stuff. So now he's got gray hair in the movies, and I don't think that's very. But alone. he's still the uh, alien guy. He's still the robot. Same character. I haven't seen how they age him, but he's they're no longer trying to make him look 30, 35 anymore. Now he's playing sixty or seventy. So he's got gray hair in the movie and everything like that. And like, I don't know, do people want to see like aging, like the real aging of like actual actors they liked once, like action stars? Do you want to see like like fat Steven Seagal or like. Not in old? an action movie. Yeah. If it's a comedy, it's like, all right, you slide over to playing the dad. The, grand, the granddad who's like goes to Vegas with the other granddads or something like that. Yeah, but when you're playing the, you know, superhuman. Plus, yeah. why would a. I don't even know what he is, but why, why would that type of being. Age. Maybe he's trying to fit in. Maybe he's trying to fit in. in. So, and the other, and the third aspect was, which I think everyone's waiting for, is the fact that this is supposed to be the female empowerment Terminator because it's Sarah Connor. She helps another teenage girl. They all go around. They kill all the Terminators. And this is supposed to be the one where females finally come front and center and Terminator, and they've been advertising as such. Yeah, the trailer. It didn't show him. The trailer I saw. No, the TV promo. It just showed her shooting guns. Her and she trains this teenage girl, whatever the actress name is, to be the next Sarah Connor, basically. And it's supposed to be this, not specifically anti-male, but a female empowerment to show how women are just as badass as men, which we know is not actually accurate based on any sort of 
modern military theory around the world. There's no. no there's no all female fighting force from any nation. It's <laughs> not reflected in sport. <laughs> no. So it doesn't that doesn't make any sense. And I think that has like whether it's just trolls on the internet spreading that stuff around that this is the woke Terminator or not, I think it sticks. I think that kind of stuff sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also hurts the movie as well because you're still marketing. So you're marketing a movie towards like teenage boys still. It's an action movie, so still young men. And either they're too young to remember the original Terminator, which is really good, and they just see an old Schwarzenegger and an old lady like with fucking man muscles like and it, it's still in the white tank top, and they just don't want to see it. Or they just think it's a female empowerment, fucking Hollywood bullshit. Uh, where the w- men all have to be saved by women, they don't want to see it either. I don't understand like why make a hundred fifty million dollar movie like that that is has points working ag- marketing points working against it. Well, hasn't this worked from a marketing perspective now a few times? Like, um, kind of th- this one's different because she was a major character in the you know originals, the ones that were good. Yeah, and they spun and off a was a Netflix series or Amazon the Sarah Connor's Chronicles. That's right. Which was supposed yeah. to be really good, by the way. I didn't see it, but it was about her. It was played by the chick from Game of Thrones. And it was supposed to be really good, which is fine. I mean, but it's like that was not a major motion picture in the theaters geared towards young men, you know, young men to go see the movie who just want to see fucking hot chicks and The Rock and Vin Diesel and whatever else beating the crap out of people. And, and that makes a lot, always makes a lot of money. Always. Yeah. When I was a boy. Oh, this should be a good story. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been. I'll say I was ten. What I'll say I was nine or ten when the first Terminator came out. Yeah, maybe I was eight. And I still think, but maybe I'm wrong, that the Terminator was super buff Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. shooting machine guns, blowing shit up. Oh yeah, killing everyone. Yeah, destroyed like nine nine hundred seventy five people, and then nobody seemed to notice. Except for one cop. <laughs> yeah, I, I still don't know what the point of the movie is. I haven't seen it since I was eight. But uh, the female character, completely superfluous from my perspective. She was a, Lin- a young Linda Hamilton. This is 40 years ago now, almost 40 years ago. She was uh, 35 years ago. So she was probably like 28 or 29. She just was so hot. She married James Cameron. She was good looking. She plays the, mo- the future mother, the mother to be of John Connor, the guy who destroys the robot. So she's supposed to be like, 27 in the movie and then he has then uh the guy sent back to save her has sex with her in a very famous like pretty pretty body sex scene in the middle of the movie with her where she's naked um it was a good movie i mean at schwarzenegger blowing shit up he's on a motorcycle wearing sunglasses all i'm saying is i didn't go and i know no one else went in to see the movie because they're like oh i heard this has like a a b story of a mother (laughs) and her son no you know the b story could have been anything it could have been she was you know just trying to Go down on her on the chick in jail, and the other girl was rejecting her. I don't know. I think it was T two. I think it was no T2. one really no, was T2. cared about that. I'm sure adults. <laughs> the poster was a ro- half robot android Arnold Schwarzenegger with 50 inch biceps and sunglasses on at night. That's why people saw the right movie. in le- black leather. Right. And by the way, he's naked in the. Vi- I don't remember. He's naked in the beginning of the movie. And he comes when he comes back in time. They find him naked in the alleyway. Mm. That was naked Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was the eighties, man. So <laughs> if they would have, if they, they would had this same movie, the exact same script, et cetera, and just replaced old Schwarzenegger with The Rock, um, it would have been incredibly successful. But of course, no Every- one cares about old Linda Hamilton. No one saw that she was easily replaceable in the first movie. And Schwarzenegger's old, and no, he doesn't he doesn't draw a box office anymore, obviously. Yeah, so it seems like a really <laughs> failed um, idea. I don't understand the whole female yeah. empowerment thing. Make, 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 if you want to do female empowerment movies, make... Uh, well, they made Little Women for the fifth, <laughs> the fifth time. Like, like, Little Women's going to win is up for Oscar, the best picture again. I'm like, 
How can a movie that you've made five times be up for the best picture again? It's like, this is the second or third best uh, little woman ever made. <laughs> little woman ever made. Stop making the fucking movie. Make another female movie, by the way, where they're wearing fucking bonnets and hats. Because, you know, they, it's just like, how do we win an Oscar? Let's do Little Women again. <laughs> it's, that's so fucked up. Yeah, there has to be a prairie in any movie that is yes. nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. I don't know why. Or they're updating. Have you seen the Harriet Tubman trailer? The Harriet Tubman yeah. movie? She's wearing a cowboy hat and carrying a pistol. Have you seen that? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah like, looks good. I don't know that that's historically accurate. I've seen the photos. I think they're actually actual photos of Harry Tubman from like the 1880s or something. Mm-hmm. Not a not a pistol. Not a not an attractive cowboy woman. More of like a midwifey, unattractive, heavy set lady. You know, just I don't know why did they have to put her in a cowboy hat with a pistol. I don't believe that's historically accurate. Well, she was a bad. Clearly, she was a badass. Like internally, she's a badass. Yeah, I don't know that she looked like a badass. No, she wore a dress, and uh, I don't know. I know what went on in the Underground Railroad. I don't think they were doing like football drills through it either. (laughs) So you know, I think it's while it's a cool story, I'm not sure it's a particularly exciting story in terms of making a movie out of it. Well, they have the um, so so they have the uh, Apple Apple TV is launched with uh, six or seven shows that I have no intention of ever watching ever, unless that was like. Even if I was paid, uh, they all look horribly bland. But they have the Emily Dickinson, because everyone was, was actually just craving an Emily Dickinson uh, bio, updated bio story. Yeah, starring uh, Haley Steinfeld. Yes. Uh, and I know her Instagram followers are all big Dickinson readers. <laughs> well, so the big, the big, big th- part of the story big is... Big readers in general. She has a, she's a lesbian, of course, which I think we all kind of knew all poets, unmarried female poets are lesbians. And uh, that's in the 1870s or the 2019s, and uh, they play that up a lot. That the fact that she's if like, you want to be a recluse, a, if you're a, a cool, virgin, like a you, cool lesbian, do you get credit for being a lesbian? If like, I don't care what you diddle yourself to. Like, if you want to be called a lesbian, you need to get out in the real world and go down on somebody. Go in the car, go in the car, uh, hollow, uh, the WeHo carnival. Yeah, in a fucking like stripper suit. It's like in theory, I'm a lesbian. Like I don't know. You have, and they, they, but they turn into like a CW lesbian, where she's like, you know, it's a super cool modern lesbian. It's the 1870s. I'm, I'm guessing lesbians in the 1870s, probably like Emily Dickinson, probably had no sex ever. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but in this one, she's kind of hipper, and it's kind of alluded to that they're getting it on a little bit. So, do you know that Jennifer Aniston that morning talk show thing they have with Reese, Reese Witherspoon? It's fourteen million dollars an episode. Yeah, saw a clip of it. It looks real bad. Horrible. I mean, I don't know who the it's like. Looks like a CBS show where it's for like seniors, but they're paying a shit ton of money for it. Apple has so much fucking money. Here's my Apple has so much money, and they make a hundred billion dollars, whatever they make on selling iPads and you know iPhones and the iMacs. That they're not. They're never going. They've mentioned this publicly. They're never going to jeopardize their ninety nine percent of their business for this one percent of their entertainment business by doing anything controversial, or interesting, or innovative. They actually literally said like two years ago when they started this project, they were looking for vanilla, <laughs> vanilla content. <laughs> like oh, what? congratulations! <laughs> I know. Like like they literally are making shows that will have mass appeal because of the uh, who's who's cast in it, but like be n- completely non controversial or innovative in any way. So it's completely like just white bread. They're just making white bread. How could they possibly? The show's not about killer sharks or aliens. It's a show about a newsroom. Yes. Let's say you're paying with, t- with with sexual harassment. Great. Let's say you're paying <laughs> Carell, Aniston, and Witherspoon a million each. Oh, they're getting like more than that. But yes. Okay. okay well, like, I think I think they're actually getting three million an episode each. Well, that's 
insane. So yes. I, I don't blame him for doing that. <laughs> yes, right. That, that ruined my point. I was, I was just wondering what they were spending the money on. <laughs> I think it's not so, I, ten million. I think is going. No, they're getting. Uh, I know. I don't know about Corral, but Witherspoon and Anderson are getting three million per episode. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. Right. For, you for, can't turn that down. It's not only a show that doesn't look good. It's a show that isn't going to have any life in syndication afterwards. Like, as bad as it looks, no one's going to... It's not like Seinfeld, where people intend for your friends or people are going to watch in 10 years, like, harken back to it, like, religiously on, like, you know, syndication. Mm-hmm. There's just no way anyone's going to watch it after the first couple episodes, even if they sort of mediocre like it. It's like a C, the CBS shows, like every show on CBS primetime. There are, there's a million of those FBI shows. No one goes back to watch those shows. They're just... Filler because you have nothing else to do in your life. It's kind of a, a win-win. It's it's almost better than making like a kind of bad show that's like a thirty percent on Rotten Tomatoes because this you can do, make uh, untold amounts of money, and no one will ever remember it six months from now. No, it'll be like it never happened. No, and, and the problem with Apple is they have so much money that it's like, you know, fourteen million episode for them is like one hundred forty thousand for any other studio. Right, like for, that doesn't matter. I mean, thirty-five million. They're gonna spend a hundred million dollars on that show for their eight episodes or whatever, and they don't give a shit. If, if it fails, how would they even know if it fails? They get, it's, just a publicity, it's just a publicity play, really. So it's, just like, it's almost like an advertising campaign for them. It's a drop in the bucket, right. which is why they're going to produce so much fucking horrible crap. <laughs> it's like, how do I get in the room with these? Matt, you uh, turned on LeBron James this week. I thought you loved LeBron James. I, I know, never I loved him. I just thought he got a lot of uh, unfair criticism oh. since he never has, you know, uh, beat his wife or been to jail or really done anything wrong uh, except for being just dislikable and as a personality. Yes. Um, but now you've turned, uh, you've t- the worm has turned, and now you are criticizing LeBron James <laughs> for uh, a whole bunch of shit. By the way, and I, 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 people, I think people universally didn't like him on the court. Unless he's on your team. And even if he's on your team, nobody liked him on his team. So I think he was always like the most hated guy on the court because he cried. He screams at the refs. He's really good, by the way. And he dominates everybody. He's a physical freak. So that's annoying. I liked watching him play, but yeah, hard to kind of underrated as an unattractive guy, too. Yes. Just kind of hard to look at. Yeah. Like, he was bald from the time he was like 11. Yeah. <laughs> he just, and he's just this freak of muscle nature where he's like, if you always watch his like drives in slow motion, especially as he's gotten a little older. He lowers his head down so far when he's driving. He lowers his head and his shoulder down to like the, the really like the sternum of his defender and just plows into him. And there's literally nothing you can do. Yeah, to stop it's that. it's unf- it it kind of pisses you off because he is very talented, but it's also just it, it's impossible. It's it's when you were ten and you were playing against seventeen year olds in yes. the park. Yes, like what are you supposed to do? And if you stop him, it's a foul. You know what are you going to do? And they're not going to call charges against LeBron. And it's frustrating because he. Only uses that when he really needs to. Yes. He could just do that every time yes, and could. score forty points. But then he'd just shoot three pointers for no reason because he's good at that too. Yeah, he just really, part of the part of it's hate. The fact that he's really good, but part of the fact that he cries a lot and grabs his fucking furrowed brow and then screams at the refs and complains that he's fouled every single play. Which I think when they lost to the Warriors in the finals the year before last or whatever it was. I think he started a rumor that he was playing with a broken hand be- really? because he punched a, a bulletin board <laughs> or a whiteboard. <laughs> yes. Um, at halftime, yeah, and there's really no evidence that that ever took place. He's a hissy fit, but what is it in your in your uh, Matt Ross not net this week? You wrote about you really turned on him twice, I think. But I mean, beyond the China, beyond the China stuff, what is it about LeBron that really pissed you off, or was it the China stuff? 
Well, the China stuff happened a long time ago. No one will ever talk about that again because the season started and there's other stuff to talk about. But yeah, I mean, LeBron playing an activist and pretending he's, you know, woke about certain things. And I just think if you're going to be woke, you can't pick and choose. If a situation presents itself to you, you have to be on the right side, the progressive side of that issue. And if you choose money over, you know, uh, the the freedom of other people, yes. Well, you would still be a slave then, if that's the way people wow. conducted themselves. Wow, you want so you want LeBron to be a slave again? <laughs> you think black people should be put in chains once no, more? It's, in the it's just part of this whole fake progressive thing that you know. It's, it's like so. How does it? How does? How is LeBron putting his neck out for sticking up for Tamir Rice or some of these kids that were shot by police? He's not. I mean, the NBA is pretty much mostly black. All the fans of the NBA are are not going to be on the side of the cops on that one for the most part. It's you know, it's an inner city type of thing. And he's taking uh, no risk is what you're saying. He's but taking no risk. And then he goes back and clarifies his comments and just comes off as he, he comes off as a guy that thinks he's smarter than he is. Like he he thinks everyone else is an idiot, and I don't think I think he's a pretty smart guy. He's he's pretty media savvy, but I don't know this act of him trying to. I feel like he's impersonating like a like a bad Malcolm X or something. <laughs> for all for all you hated Kobe, I'll say this: he never commented on shit outside of basketball. Really, he just never said he never got involved in shit. And people used to blame him, for, like they blamed Taylor Swift for not voicing her opinions on politics. They always used to blame Kobe for not talk, take, talking issues of like police brutality or whatever it was. He just stuck to basketball. He loves basketball. Did you see the poem he wrote? And uh, <laughs> But he really just kept out of anything that was controversial, and they always kind of blamed him for having all this pow- media power and not using it for good. But when LeBron has it, by the way, I think it's really hard to be a, bil- a very woke billionaire. <laughs> like It's hard to be woke when you have a billion-dollar shoe deal with, with Nike. Well, just Nike right there. I mean, that's that's not a real ethical company, but no one no one would ever really protest. But how many how many how many woke multimillionaires are there? Like how many guys who are ma- actively currently making a shit ton of money from capitalism are actually really really particularly woke down to their bones? They're going to risk it all for their, what they believe in. There's um, nobody by nature. There's not very many. I'm, no. I'm sure there's a few. There's guys that uh, after after they've made all their money. No, there's like scuba guys. There's like Steve Irwin's people like that. Scuba, scuba guys. <laughs> scuba guys. Steve Irwin got killed by the by a fish. Yeah, <laughs> he died for what he believed in. Uh, you mean the guy who abused animals on film and made a TV series about it? The well, guy would taunt the guy would taunt crocodiles until they snapped them. And <laughs> his heart was in the right place. <laughs> I just don't think you could be like either. You're. It's hard to be woke when you're like heavily capitalistic, which is fine. But like in the heart of you in your prime money making years, it's really hard for you to turn on capitalism, because I mean LeBron, once you take the billion dollar, he's only gonna, apparently only gonna get half a billion dollars out of the deal. Once you take that deal from Nike, there's really your legitimacy is kind of gone out the window on most things, unless you attack Nike itself, which no one does. I mean, what, what how do you become woke when you're worth that much money and you're making so much money off? Slave labor in China, slave labor in China, making shoes. You can be kind of woke. I. I don't think, like LeBron said, not everyone has to have an opinion on everything, which means, okay, you can you can support certain causes. That doesn't mean you have to support every cause. No one has time for that. But when you're confronted with it, yes, 
then you kind of have to. That's it's, it's an. I mean, that China thing was an NBA issue. It was Morley from the Houston Rockets, the GM of Houston Rockets. It was an NBA story, and LeBron's the most famous person in the NBA and outspoken. He needs to comment on that and to, like diss Morley <laughs> in favor of like oh, everybody has an opinion, but he's raw and he's uneducated. China is pretty cool. <laughs> like like that right. just not just say nothing. Just do what Kobe would do. Like made a made a snarky joke about nothing and smile at everyone, slap him on the back, and walk away. Well, he's acting like you know if it doesn't affect me, you know it's not necessarily my problem. To to which I would say. Then why would I care about police shooting black kids? Yeah, you're not going to get shot. Do I hang out with black kids? It's been a long time since the Irish got shot in the streets, Matt. Yeah, why Why <laughs> should I care about that? I think it's mostly Irish cops shooting the black people. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> the shoes on the other foot. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea of being progressive, right, is that you care about people, not yourself. Yeah. You care about other people. You're empathetic to groups, not yourself. Beyond just like the rich white people caring about black people because it's really cool at cocktail parties. Yeah, he's like care about what I care about, but yeah. fuck what you care about. I'm I'm just gonna you know be the horror of progressiveness, or I'm making money out. Which is why, by the way, I love rapper. I love like Floyd Mayweather, for, not for the fact he beats women, but for the fact he just like is money and he throws all his money on his things and he doesn't and he acts like I don't give a shit about anything because I feel like that's really real. And people still want to give him money, which blows yeah. my mind. <laughs> yes, I was like right. I thought you were supposed to act like. You, like you weren't doing I mean obviously you have a clothing line you're doing it for the money right but you're almost being like fuck you if you buy this and people are like yeah man yeah fuck me I'm a real idiot I people still buying Kanye albums I don't really <laughs> but at least like the young rappers are all like it's about whores and money and cars and boats and I'm like that feels very real to me that feels like if I was 24 and I had a lot of money that's totally what I and especially if I came from a really bad a poor background that's exactly what I would be about and it's okay for LeBron to do that and he he opens like fucking elementary schools. He does shit, gets some good shit and stuff like that. But you're right. Just like at some point, if you're a billionaire, you got to sh- just shut the fuck up and say, I'm, I'm not really able to comment on this since I'm making a billion dollars off of fucking 12 year old Chinese girls making shoes, making shoes and shit on. It just doesn't work anymore. You just can't be that guy anymore. He's just a fucking jackass. He tried to trademark Taco Tuesday. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> he he was making these embarrassing Taco Tuesday videos on his Instagram with his nine kids and their shithead friends who got lucky, by the way, somehow, by yes. being friends with LeBron's sons. Um, I think it's an athlete. I think it's also what? an athlete issue where you are. So you're spoiled from the time you're like, he could probably dunk when he was nine or whatever the fuck he did. So he's like spoiled. He's, you're, you're totally spoiled by the time you're like 10, 11 years old. You have scouts looking after you, people paying off your parents. Everyone in school loves you. Everyone's fighting for your attention. Everyone tells you how great you are. All the girls want to fuck you. I think it throws you off in life. Like, that's not how life's supposed to be for a young guy. Yeah. It's supposed to be really fucking hard to get laid. It's supposed to get hard to get money. Everyone's supposed to tell you to shut the fuck up, that you're an idiot. And then you kind of grow into your strength, whatever it is, when you get older. But that, like, confidence, like, when you get, like, a 13 year old boy should not be confident. <laughs> that's, the no. worst, that's the worst nightmare ever. Because that guy then grows into an adult who thinks he knows everything. Who thinks he can trademark a common phrase <laughs> yes. of, of, like, a whole other group of people. Yes. I mean, talk about appropriation. Jesus. Take, uh, taking the Hispanic taco away. That's I think a, that's why Kevin Durant's such a little cunt. Because I think he had the same thing where he's super talented. Yes. But I don't think anyone really wanted to fuck him. I'm sure he got a few pussies, uh, you know, pieces here oh, and there. Sure. 
But, you know, I think it was like they were looking at his fucking weird dick. Like, uh, you think so? I don't know. I think when you're... He fucking pulls an ACL I think when you're 15, the AAU guy is paying you through Nike like a million dollars. You're probably getting a lot of of action. Yeah, but when you're 7 foot 2, 104 pounds, it's just not... It's yeah. not like you're the quarterback, you know what I mean? No, no, you're not. The, yeah, you're not. You're not pulling as much as the quarterback. Although you're getting more opportunistic girls. R. Kelly somehow always got teenage girls hanging around him. You remember after like the urination video came out, you would have thought that like the girls would be like, yeah, I don't know, nope, still flocking, still still flocking around. When him. you said that, I thought urination. It sounded like a R and B band. <laughs> urination. Urination. <laughs> Hey Matt, speaking of people who are so woke and are not slacktivists but taking a huge, uh, huge risk, what about those dead spin riders? Uh, Avery, we got an email from Avery. He wants to know: Can you even imagine the courage it took for dead spin riders to quit their job and protest to be told to stick to, sp- stick to sports? Imagine being twenty-five, having no financial obligations, living with your parents, and still having the balls to quit a low-paying job. <laughs> Is that the whole story? So. The, the editor, the editor received. Here's what I. Here's the story they're not talking about. Is obviously, nobody quits in mass because the fucking dick owner sends a letter to the editor about stuff, and nobody has journalistic integrity anymore. That's not believable either. Right. So the new owner of Deadspin apparently sent the editor of Deadspin a note saying, "Stick to sports." And then the editor took it so egregiously because Deadspin is about much more than sports. It's about culture and politics and everything else, according to him, that he quit on principle. And then every like every other writer, either quit behind him on principle or quit because they didn't quit in the first place and they got shamed on Twitter and called assholes and people threatened to destroy them and so they all quit too. Which, by the way, I want to just point out: I'm sure the owner is an asshole because the owner of every business is an asshole. Ultimately, the owner of every publication ultimately is some fucking jerk somewhere who doesn't understand the young kids. Yeah. Um, but but stick to sports as a as a critique for a sports website. <laughs> Right. It's not all that crazy. And they were just writing snarky, kind of, you know, light, humorous pieces. They some were, of them were good. Some of them were good. I like some of their pieces. I mean, some of their better pieces were fine. I mean, they hit it was hit and miss. I get it. And it was it was definitely about more than they use sports as a platform to write, you know, about, you know, cultural issues. I'm not saying there weren't talented writers there, but they weren't they weren't doing heavy stuff. Were no. They? No. They were not. I mean it was it was some of it was good. I mean, it had some talented writers, but again, like Telling a sports site to stick to sports doesn't seem like the thing you like. Oh, that's it, man. If I was working <laughs> there, I'd be like, okay, well, that's not really what I want to do. Let me convene with my co-employees at the water cooler. Yeah. Well, we do mostly write about sports, right? Yes. So now we only write about sports. No more music articles. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll just keep doing that unless, unless the guy, the owner, uh, I'm sorry, the manager guy, who they followed was like, yo, wink, wink, follow me. I'm starting my new company. Could be. Let's all go on unemployment for six months while I get the website started. Plus we can use this, uh, you know, this publicity to get it kickstarted. I don't know. I'm just spitballing. Here's what it tells me. It tells me that, uh, uh, first of all, I don't, I don't like young people. Uh, second of all, uh, none of them had kids. <laughs> none of them have kids because nobody fucking quits their job. Over a sticks to sports thing because uh, you know when they have a child to pay for or some mortgage or rent obligations like it's just not something you do that. that no one's not even also that passionate about their Kanye article. No, it just doesn't. There's more to the story. Well, so then the then the uh, so now it's funny because somehow the owner of Deadspin did this and everyone quit, but they didn't turn over the social media keys. They stayed with Deadspin, the writers. So they're actually posting active articles about how much they hate the owner on the Deadspin channels. That's funny. And 
and they, they were rebutting the fact that they showed they did a graph where they showed like how their articles not about sports actually did much better than articles about sports in terms of audience. Like what? Like okay, so I get that. So does that mean your article about sports suck, or does it really tell a story? Or and or by the way, here's the thing: people I don't think like your generation, young people, they're all all these writers are in their twenties, understands that like bosses are jerks, owners suck. You take a job and you work for somebody who writes your paycheck. You're not like fucking Hemingway because you're at Deadspin. Yeah. Like no one's asking you to correct. It's it's a paid it's a paid venture to write sports. If the owner wants it, you to write less things about politics or less about culture and music or fucking AIDS or whatever. Buck, that's what the boss does, man. I mean, like you can you can certainly quit, but don't pretend like it's a social move. Like it's a social movement leaving Deadspin as some social move because it was some purity thing. Where the, the religion has become corrupted and, and the faith is lost, and now you know all these people out there in the in the universe have lost your talents. So well, why did they? If the if what you said is true that some of the pop culture articles were got more reader uh, readers than the sports articles, why did they suggest that they only do sports? It's just like just like ESPN after it went too far doing all the, all the progressive shit, mm. and then Disney started taking too much heat for it, and like it's because the owner. I tell you what, the new owner owns a tons of shit. They don't want one of their little pieces like causing controversy to ruin their other businesses. Right. That's fucking how business works, man. That's just sort of it. You can start your, you can be Bernie Sanders and start your own little Vermont paper if you want, <laughs> the Burlington Antagonist or whatever the fuck it was called. But like if you're working for fucking corporate America, corporate media, that's just the way. I mean, I hate when people take jobs with like some fucking giant corporation and then complain about how it acts like a giant corporation. Yeah. And I think that. I just kind of glanced over it, but I think this kind of conglomerate has sites and, and outlets dedicated to pop culture and politics. They and do. Je- it's a, they own Jezebel and then a couple of these other ones. Yeah. Gizmo- so Gizmodo. And that's right. Yeah, that's the one. So why why would you mix it? They're just trying to streamline and and I think it's more know, about the compartmentalize. Con- I think it's more about the con. They just don't want Deadspin to be seen as like this fucking woke antagonistic, you know, fucking you know leftist thing for their corporation whatever which is whatever it's supposed to be a sports site i don't think it matters but the point is they don't want it they're the owners there's plenty of other like like there's no place you could write progressive cultural articles on the web yeah isn't that a reasonable thing that they only want the sports thing to do sports yeah of course even if the reason is they just don't want fucking anti-trump shit all the time whatever that's the owner's decision and by the way none of these places make much money so the fact they're showing these articles that did really well the, the digital publishing business is dead. None of them are making any money. So the fact that this, this art, your article on fucking like transgender or whatever did really well, it still made eleven dollars. It made eleven, maybe made eleven. Well, I've written for a lot of places, and you know, you get hired and you know, contracted or whatever, and it's like, I don't want to write about this. Like, I want to write about all kinds of other stuff. Yeah, but that's not the point. You don't get your foot in the door and then be like, yeah, I want to talk about fucking the ballet or something like it that's not how it's it a works. weird it's a weird like there's no the problem with journalism i think is well one the budgets have all been slashed dramatically so anyone over like 35 can't work in it anymore can't work it anymore because if you want to get paid more than 50 grand a year you have to go somewhere you have to go somewhere else right. uh but the other problem is it used to be an apprentice journalism used to be an apprentice business where you like you came in as a junior writer you had editors and senior writers and like they kind of reviewed your stuff you had to work your way up from the fucking dog pound desk to like the more important desk to the metro desk to that you know, there was no like like senior writers at HuffPo are like twenty six years old, yeah, and they're writing like lead stories on Syria. <laughs> they're like twenty six, 
And they've never been like imagine the old like war journalists who were like actually went to war and like were embedded for ten years and lost like their foot. <laughs> went to yeah, I was in Russia and Syria and fucking Taipei and this I was in the jungles of the Congo during the now I'm writing pieces on whatever. These are kids who like three years out of school, out of fucking the Tisch school, and they went to like some journalism thing and now they're writing like pieces on, on the Kurds as a senior as a senior writer for somebody. So I think a lot of it's just hubris. They just don't know what they're what they're doing. They just fancy themselves as journalists and writers, but none of that paid background where you like you gain perspective. So like they really think like their transgender bathroom article is like really like really important uh, because it got more views on their article on the running back situation in Carolina. Carolina, right? <laughs> and they're like like they really feel like they're changing the world. That's the way they're changing the world. And I think they see it. They take it. They internalize that as like fucking Jonah as a Joan of Arc type mission. So when someone tells them to stop, it's almost like you know, you're fucking Greta Thunberg. Like, you're ruining my childhood. Like, you're like, they take it very personally. That's why I kind of wonder about, like, sports writers and, and sports uh, columnists and, and anchors. Like, on the one hand, it's a really cool job. It's a fun job. It's what you want to do. But you know, I've always wondered if they they take it personally that really all the their entire life is dedicated to something that's somewhat Feudal and yes, trivial. Yes. <laughs> or if they want to, like Bill Simmons, if you want to leave, if you want to do more, you leave. Then you don't write for the fucking people that have multiple editors and tell you what to write. Then you yeah. go do your own shit, you know? You start your own stuff and do either do well or don't do well. I mean, any of these, there's no reason to believe that a Deadspin writer who thinks they're amazingly talented can't do better outside of Deadspin than at Deadspin. Well, it's a weird double. I, I have a friend who, I guess I won't say who it is because there's no reason. It's not an embarrassing story, but he's a big uh, reporter. You know, he started covering the Lakers and the and the Clippers, mostly the Lakers and Dodgers now. And he's been doing this for God, 15 years, you know, did all these internships, went to USC. But he his articles are still just like LeBron James had 25 points. That's yes, right. But he's quoted on, you know, national things and stuff. But it's it's weird to me because uh, he can't really opine on anything. Yes. It's kind of just like after the game, LeBron said his leg hurt. He's uh, a reporter. Yeah, he's not. He was supposed to report. <laughs> it seems so strange to people, right? That it's, everything's not an opinion piece. <laughs> You're actually start the news. I mean, it's odd now in in 2019 when everyone gets certain news from the Twitter or the internet that a writer for a newspaper would still be writing the basic facts because that's already been out on Twitter for you know 12 well the, instantaneously. I don't think. I don't think any publication should claim to be objective anymore because yeah. they just pepper in with the phrasing and stuff. It's so obvious how yeah. they're slanting it. Just say. But who reads like a who reads a baseball? Like I used to in the old days before the internet. Used to like if I wanted to find out what happened to Giants game, I'd read the paper the next day and there'd be a recap of the game because I didn't see it on TV or I didn't whatever. So I'd read about what happened to the game. Yeah. But now that's useless. But they're still doing it. Right. They're still doing the recaps of like what happened. As if people don't have cable or the internet or watching the, the highlights in ESPN or something like that. Like, oh, 24 hours later, I want to know what happened in the game yesterday. Like, who's re- who's still reading that? Yeah, it is. It is kind of sad. I just I don't like I don't like writers and young writers in general in New, in New York. They're just fucking so full of shit. Um, and the fact that they laughed and now they the free Deadspin also like that just fucking let it go, man. It's just like that's slack. That, to me, that's slack. I don't care if you quit. That's still slacktivism. Uh, because you're not getting the, the jobs. The jobs suck there. But those places suck. Yeah, they're not leaving anything. They're not leaving their careers behind. They're probably gonna get more notice because of this. Yeah, but, and it's 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 just not by any stretch an important thing. 
So it's not like the Deadspin writers quit and like some guy who's really into fantasy football is like, well, I'm no longer working for Exxon. Like this is bullshit. You know, like, and you know, you feel bad for the guy. People like, forget about it tomorrow. Like 18 people quit, and you know, like 16 of them will get new jobs like right away. And this will be the two people who quit without thinking about it. Who <laughs> weren't very good, and they're just not going to get hired. And like, oh man, and they're going to go back to Deadspin. Can we get our old jobs back? <laughs> we'll write just about, just about sports. And just before we close this one out, I just want to say for the record. Telling a sports site to stick to sports, not that crazy. I agree. Just not that crazy. <laughs> Matt, I want to ask you about something that bothered me the other night I shared with you. I was on this file site, uh, WeTransfer, which is one of, the pl- one of the many places. I don't know how these files... Caters to child porn, mostly. Does it really? Yeah, I believe so. It was a wedding video. Someone sent me a wedding video. And uh, I don't understand how these file... Transfer things work like uh, like uh, you know what's a drop uh, whatever it's called Dropbox Dropbox and like that because they all seem to be free and I seem to be sharing like thousands of files over the last ten years without paying anybody anything mm-hmm. so I guess th- I mean it's, it's all upsell I guess right they try and get you on the premium service yeah the they have limits on the amount of data and then you got to pay five bucks a month if you want more yeah so like Gmail like if you want to start storing stuff on Google Drive it's like oh, your cl- the iCloud. Also, it's five bucks a month. What but kind of asshole needs that? I don't know. I have like a hundred thousand unread messages. I, I really don't know. Like, why do you need fifty gigs a month of extra space? And why would you want to put it on a thing that can be hacked? Yeah, in the cloud. Yeah, or give Google all your. If you were like, if you were doing child porn, why would you give it to Google? I don't understand that. You got you got to buy some hard drives. Yeah. Um, so this we transfer. I got the file and and I went to the site and to download the, the wedding video. And also, I get this thing like. Got to read the story about when we transferred. This is not like a third party story about a gay interna- gay international artist who does photo renditions of boys, boys wearing teen boys wearing lipstick, and he's in China and he's like this avant garde artist. And there's another article about this, some transgender rights and some other thing about this. And this is a, a blog on WeTransfer, which is a file sharing service. So like if, like if if Staples or like. Office Depot had a blog, and everyone has a blog now because that's how you get SEO. You have to have articles to get SEO. Um, they would be like an office productivity or like the file systems to use or desks, the best desk for your office or something that was contextually relevant. But WeTransfer somehow is using like their, their file sharing site to push a international LGBTQ agenda, whatever that fuck may be. Very obviously so, because all their content was all their content was about enlightenment, about how amazing gay artists are and shit like that. And these aren't ads; they're just no, they're blo- they're stories content on content landing page stories for so like, a for a, a service which needs no content except you think it's for for well they all do it now for S- search engine like everybody like fucking you know the Pep Boys Auto Place now has like a blog about car care. So if someone's searching like tr- transfer a file, gay. <laughs> they no. would come up. Well, uh, it's not that. It would be like gay LGBTQ, gay artists, gay painting, uh, Chinese gay artists, whatever. They would come up, yes. Um, and it allows them to... Uh, first of all, I don't know that, that they're doing that specifically. That seems like a very niche topic to go for SEO on. Like, again, Staples blog is going to be like the 15 best desks to have in your cubicle or whatever. Like something that's relevant to what they sell but also very generic enough that it might be searched. Like office furniture of the future. Look at the new desks. They're going to look in 2030. Yeah. Some listicle about shit like that. I'm picturing some college kid like going over the pros and cons of each file 
transferring site, like which yeah. has a better track record on the LGBT issue? Or well, <laughs> which would never happen. No, I don't. Obviously. I don't understand. So here's, but here's my concern: is like the future now is like so. These sites have all the track. I mean, everyone's on the internet looking to buy stuff or doing stuff. So these are like the new place people spend time. Is like the corporate? Is their future like these corporate places going to be launching editorial? Specifically around like political topic. I don't care about the gay artists in China. I could give a shit about that. It was just kind of weird. It was in full screen picture of a guy, a boy in, in lipstick as I'm trying to get a wedding video downloaded. Saying amazing headline article. We've got to read about this. Um, is this our future? Like where the corporations are going to be like business interests will be pushing like agendas? This is Monsanto doing like, you know, making fucking how do we make the beautiful garden? How do we make life, you know, whatever rights of. Costa Rican banana employees like they do that. I know they do. Well, yeah. So we transfer like a like a file transferring site is obviously going to be skewed towards younger, probably more educated, wealthier people, right? That's me. So (laughs) the demographic they they're simply they're not attracting a demographic by doing this. They're patting their own demographic on the back. You think so? I think they're pushing. I think it's the. I would guess the owner is. A gay activist of some level is like is, is, this is his topic, whatever it is. It's weird that they would have like Chinese, you know, dissident Chinese artists of young boys, like of painting young boys. That'd be a weird topic to have for any reason other than the fact that that was a topic that personally interested you as the owner. And the other topics were all very similar. Um, so my guess is the owner of the company, just like the Deadspin owner wants to stick to sports, the We Transfer guy comes down and says to the blogger, it's like. Hey man, stick to gay, gay international activism and and Peter Rasty. <laughs> like, like that was his thing. But I think that's where we're headed, right? These eventually all these co- this content because there's no money to be made. Deadspin makes no money. There's no money to be made in publishing original content just for the sake of the content. So everything is backed now by a corporate some kind of agenda by wealthier corporate owners, whatever you want to look at it. So Bank America is going to be putting blogs out there on. Be kind to birds, whatever the fuck they're going to do. Yeah, well, Wells Fargo sent me an email. <laughs> yes. Because I get emails like, you know, your statement is ready or you forgot to pay yes. your credit card bill every month. Um, so they sent me an email that said, are you affected by the wildfires? We're here to help. So I said, what can you do? And they were like, what are you talking about? No one's ever responded to this email. <laughs> no, right. And I'm like, well, you said you could help with the fires. What, what are you offering? And they're like, who are you? Where, where are you calling from? And I'm like, wow, you're really defensive about this. Do you even have a policy set up? And then I got one today saying, uh, we would like to help veterans at Wells Fargo. <laughs> so I opened that one. And that one, they actually had a specific policy. Um, they employ them. Yes. Right. So, like, you, By the way, you cool. have to legally. So that's a... Not a great thing. But I think we're getting to the point. So everyone thinks like corporate. So everyone looks at corporate activism, right, as this. They only see the nice side of it. Like Walmart's not going to sell bullets anymore. Uh, Vimeo or whatever, like is not some major. Amazon's not going to do anything that's transphobic or whatever else it is. But, and that may be popular among a certain crowd, but there's a dark side to this as well, which is ultimately Wells Fargo and Bank America and Monsanto we transfer, we transfer, are going to be controlling the content, is be controlling, paying for the content on the internet. Uh, Viacom, Apple, looking like, I can't see, I've seen 35 million rave reviews about the new show on Apple. Um, they're paying for all this shit. Um, that's, I think, the future of our, of the content people will be accessing, which it will be corporate, all corporate sponsored with some sort of 
agenda. Yeah, and they're and they're telling you where the line is. So it's like you know, gay marriage becomes legal. All of a sudden, they're all really into gay shit. <laughs> yes, and at the same time, all of these companies obviously are interested in making money off of consumers. So. Now they're sort of dictating the line of what's progressive and whatnot, to, and that's never happened before. Nope. Um, to where they're they're sort of the arbiters of, of uh, you know, like where uh, what what causes should be taken up or what what should be the discourse nationally or what should be in the zeitgeist, and you know, obviously that's going to be skewed towards certain business interests and, and philosophies. And that's true on the news too, because the news is, those are all corporations except for PBS. But, um, and, and by the way, those, 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 uh, media outlets have no longer separated news divisions from the rest of the companies any longer. Right. They used to be completely separate. They used to be the Chinese wall, not a Chinese gay Peter Asti wall, but a Chinese wall, uh, between the news departments and every, every other part of business. Now they, they eliminated that those. was in like the 90s right i think until about 10 15 I mean, until like the real rise of cable tv when they said like this is a big money maker for us because yeah. news used to lose money basically so it was always like we're doing the news as a public interest because we don't really make money off the news but it's just gonna be news and now they learned they could make money off news and so now they've just merged, so even, merged together even back then you didn't you wouldn't hear anything on the news about agent provocateurs at the Seattle World uh, Trade Convention. Right. That would not be covered, because why would it? But now, it, it may, you may not even hear about it in any way whatsoever, because they're sort of filtering what's on the internet. Yeah, I, th I think it's all, as the newspapers and the magazines are all going away, which is fine, most of them sucked anyhow, but as legitimate, semi-legitimate news outlets go away because there's no money there, the vacuum's being filled by... Large corporations that have, uh, or businesses, whatever it may be, it could just be a single business like Amazon or Apple, um, uh, that have a general interest in creating content that's favorable to them or favorable to a, a political view they're pushing. It could be Republican, it could be Democrat, it doesn't matter. But everything's going to be just massively skewed now. There's just not yeah. going to be any legitimate, objective source of information any longer available. And the, the right and the left will essentially be the same thing. And like I was listening to NPR after Epstein had died or committed suicide or <laughs> been murdered, however you want to phrase it. One of the three things. And they said, um, it, it was right after, and they said, well, you know, uh, we don't yet know exactly what happened with Epstein, but uh, we're not going to indulge the conspiracy theories that he may have been uh, murdered in prison. And I was like, whoa, like that <laughs> is not, we didn't land on the moon. Like <laughs> yes. you're, you're now, like with Facebook curating everything, anything that's not a mainstream topic will just be labeled a conspiracy. Yeah. And, and not news. worthy of being covered. And and I think it's all And then um, we get dumber. Don't we plan? just we get dumber here from here on out, don't we? We don't yes. get smarter. No. Like I remember the internet started and the whole idea was that the internet was going to unleash this intellectual curiosity and there'd be a million different like out, outlets for inf great information and people who couldn't previously get information on whatever niche thing they were interested in could now suddenly get covered by that and or where there'd be like What's going on in Pakistan? Now I have 500 sites I can check about what's going on in Pakistan because no one cared about that before. Or they didn't have the breadth, the bandwidth to cover it. But really happens, it all sort of consolidated just a bunch of crap. 
And it's all just sort of misinformation, just a large I think pool it's of misinformation. Worse. I mean, almost half the country is like a fanboy of the president who, if he doesn't like something that he did, just <laughs> tells them it didn't happen. So I, I like that. Story, where's the internet the on this one? <laughs> I like this. That's totally what I do, by the way, with my kids. <laughs> so I, I agree with that. But yeah, there's no, I mean, what's happened is like the internet itself has killed legitimate news sites, have all died or are dying. And it's been replaced by a million other voices none of whom are listened to. So there's still only like 10 companies that control the information. And they're all producing sort of slanted information to whatever they want to do. So actually what's happened is you replace like semi-legitimate news sources with completely non-legitimate news sources. And that's basically what's happened in the last 20, <laughs> in the last 20 years. Yeah. And people are getting dumber. There's really, it's so hard to find accurate. There's certain topics I search on the internet. It's so hard to find accurate information on. Like it's almost impossible to get like objective information on a topic that's not... Obviously, when you read it, just obviously biased towards one way or another. So I respect your guy who still writes the Dodgers and Dodgers recaps without without bias or the Lakers recaps without bias, because at least it's something that like LeBron actually did score twenty. Yeah, points. no, I respect it too. It's just old school. Yeah. All right, Matt. I want to end today with uh, psychology. Psychology is not a real science, as far as I can tell. I'm not fully on board with Scientology. I I'm not going to offer the uh, Psychiatric Museum of Death. Have you been there, by the way? No. On, on Sunset? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they have retinal scanners. and Yeah. I, well, I, I, just, I feel like Scientology hates psychiatry as a business model. <laughs> like, it's not like there's a whole bunch of reasons to hate the field of psychiatry, like to dis, you know, disavow it. But I feel yeah. like theirs is largely a business decision. Well, don't they need... Because they need crazy people to join their religion? They need crazy people to be told they're not crazy and that they just need to be fixed by the Scientology method as opposed to psychiatric medications, basically. Yeah. So, And they don't want the psychi psychiatrist to say, hey, Tom Cruise, you're a latent homosexual. That's why you're so upset. They want him to say, it's like, that destroys their whole business. That would be model. the best psychiatrist ever. <laughs> that would. I mean, a psychiatrist would spot Tom Cruise after a two-minute conversation and say, dude, if I can come out of the closet, you'll be so much happier. But like Scientology has to say, no, it's just fucking electrons and fucking mitochlorion. The force running through you is all wrong and you're really special. And that's why these fucking foreign invading aliens are attacking your body from the inside. And you got to give us $100 million. Like <laughs> it, it throws it off. However, having said that, psychology, especially at, on college campuses, I've always doubted every single study they've ever done. Only because I was uh, a paid volunteer in like 50 studies in college to get money for, for beer. Mm -hmm. And every single time I was in the experiment, I just basically lied. Because I just told them what they wanted to hear because it went quicker. What did they have you do? Just answer questionnaires? Yeah, like all the grad students would have you answer questionnaires or run these like little experiment, like mock experience, social experiments. Like what would you do oh. in the situation experiments? And there was like one, like it was like, I remember one distinctly. It was a long time ago now. It was like the Indian, the East Indian culture versus U.S. culture. And the questions were like, it was, I knew the end goal of the study was to show that East Indian culture was more socialistic and more community-minded, and America was more individual and less caring about your neighbors and stuff. So they asked questions like, if basically like someone's dying in the street and needed like CPR, but they're, they were bloody, would you still give them CPR? And, you, and I was like, no, never. I would never touch it. You know, like, to like, yes, of course, he's another human being, and I would give anything to help him. Like, yeah, yeah. And so I knew what they were looking for, which is like, America's cold and distant. <laughs> So I had to answer all like the really heinous answers. Right. Like, like I wouldn't go within 50 feet of a bloody guy. If you like, could save his life, fuck him. Like that was my answer. I like, never did that, but I think you're totally right because I did those product testing. Um, what do you call it? Like uh, consumer choice things. Yeah. So I remember because 
one, for one example, they gave me a razor yes. to take home and shave with for 30 days and then fill out like a fairly extensive questionnaire. And then they'd give you like 200 bucks in cash. Like yes. not a horrible gig, but I don't use uh, metal razors on my face. I think it's a bad idea. Uh, so, but I wanted the 200 bucks. So after the 30 days, I took it and was like, shit, it's brand new. Then I like shaved a tree with it. You had a long beard. Like, <laughs> you had a 30 day beard. You're like, that oh, was great, man. I loved it. No, no stubble, nothing. No I just roughed rash. it up, put it back in the box, filled out like thousands of bubbles. Yes. You know, how satisfied I took it back. And I don't feel guilty about that because fuck Gillette. Um, <laughs> but that's definitely what people do. That's no way to get an accurate representation. No, not at all. These social, social sciences, as a, as a, which is why the thing that bothers me most about all the, the modern transgender stuff and all the gender science stuff is it's all like actually social science. It's not, there's no biology behind it. And the way they conduct experiments in, in medicine is always like a double blind 10 year long study involving like 30,000 people. And the social science is like, oh, we interviewed 17 college kids and here's what we found. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, they can definitely prove their own thesis pretty easily. Or, I mean, some of it's so obvious. I, I could just be like, um, I think, uh, Tall people can walk faster. Yes. And then it's like, okay, do I even need to do that that study? Or like what what a waste of time. It's a huge it's a huge waste of time. The whole department, you know, I'm sure at your college too, the departments seem like just be massive waste of money, especially the grad students, the grad students in social sciences. I think chicks with huge tits get their tits <laughs> looked at more. They do. They do. I've just saved you $50 million. Thanks. Um, so there's another, the other thing, too, is after about 30 years, they then go back and find that every single psychology study on a campus was just fucking faked or lied about. There's another one that came out this week I wrote here about the Stanford professor. So this guy in the early 70s did a very famous study on how cl- in, uh, clinically insane people who are in, this is when they still had mental, state mental hospitals. Um, and that the, the state, he was trying to show that the state mental hospitals themselves cause people to become more, be labeled insane, basically, and put in the system, and they never get out of it. Like, the actual act of being institutionalized makes you crazy, which is not a bad proposition, I guess. I believe that. I do, except for all the people that are sort of, like, we know are really crazy, and they need to be institutionalized, and they're not. They're living on a 101 underpass, screaming, <laughs> screaming their fucking I don't get up. why they never kill the staff. Uh, did they try to in uh, Cuckoo's Nest? I don't know. The Indian? Did the Indian kill the big Indian kill somebody? I thought he just ran away. Oh, uh, no, he strangled a guy. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Uh, <laughs> so he, his, his point was to take 17 college kids. It's always 17 for some reason. That seems to be the statistical number you need to reach to, to provide a worldwide accuracy. Uh, and insane kids to pretend to be insane and to be institutionalized for some period of, uh, of a couple weeks to then show how they were treated, even though they're completely sane, and how it would make them their condition much worse. Um, and this became a fa- very famous study uh, that was one of the things that led up to the fact that got rid of all the state mental hospitals because they were all, you know, this is right after Cuckoo's Nest. The movie came out. It was a very hot topic in the early 70s about how horrible these places were and how they were making, you know, just like prison makes criminals worse criminals, which is probably true, um, that the insane asylum was taking, like, okay people and making them cra- fully crazy. And now it turns out that someone actually looked at his study not so hard, and it turned out he faked all this. He faked all the students. Yeah. Uh, he went himself. He did an experiment himself, and he thought it was so horrible that he didn't wouldn't let any of the students do it. Well, these people think they need to falsify yes. because it's it's in society's best interest. So yes. they they know what's best. So we'll, I'll just or, do this. Or they're just super fucking lazy and have a grant. Maybe or <laughs> save a lot of money. But somehow, like you said, the point they're trying to prove always gets proven. Like you never see a study where the guy's like. Yeah, I had this original theory, 
but I did a little study on it, and I was wrong. <laughs> you do in the hard sciences all the time. Oh yeah, because they they have to they get peer reviewed. Yeah, no, they have an idea and then they they just back it up. Because then you have to have like ten Harvard doctors look at it and look at your your data, and then you could there have been some famous case where people have fake stuff, but it's really hard. Yeah. Um, but in psychology, it turned out no one ever reviewed this guy's study. It became part of the legislative process to get rid of state institutions and so forth. And this per- writer recently just went back and looked at the at the notes and the data, and within about five minutes discovered that the seventeen kids never actually went to the hospitals, and <laughs> it was all it was all completely faked, and he made up their names and shit like that. Like there was like kind of curious that there was no like they never really published like an extensive report, the names of people involved and like that, which just leads me to believe that pretty much probably at least half of these experiments that we rely on over the last 40, 50 years were just bogus college studies that became changed the way we look at the world and change our society. Well, all the gender income gap studies are totally bogus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, the ones that purport, you know, drastic findings, I should say. And those are just modified statistics, right? This is actually him anecdotal, like 17 anecdotal stories of college students that didn't exist, didn't really <laughs> exist at all. <laughs> this is so bad, but I, I really think, like, this is, like, at least half of the psychology experiments that go on in our country. I mean, I think they often produce some pretty good results, but there's also, it just seems unchecked. I mean, universities, they get into some crazy stuff. There was this doctor, God, I can't remember his name, but he was a, uh, he stud- he's a psycho, he studied psychoactive drugs at UCLA. And in one of the experiments, he smoked crack with monkeys, <laughs> which is cool. If you get paid for it. But, I mean, I wouldn't want to smoke crack, but I would definitely like drink with monkeys. Yes. But getting paid for it. I yes. mean, and then and then pretending it's science, that's fucking beautiful if, if you have that job. Yeah, colleges soak up a lot of money, and I don't understand the grant. The, I mean, they show the grants. There's always some silly shit they're doing, but, like, all of it's pretty silly, honestly. Outside of the hard sciences, we could just we could get rid of – I feel like we get rid of social science, like, as a complete, like, segment of our academia tomorrow, and, like, nothing would happen. Like, nothing bad would happen. Like, we could save, like, $80 billion – and all of a sudden, like, and, and nothing really horrible happened. Like, yeah, well, because people are still arguing, you know, like, uh, I don't know, any topic, like, how come there's still um, poverty in the black community? And like, well, it's this reason or that reason. It's like, well, no, actually, Professor Jenkins uh, right here explains the whole thing. So, did you do that? Didn't you do that shit in college? You had to do some stupid, like, you know, social study or something in high school. You had to do some social study. It was always like, nobody took it seriously. Then you fucking found the results out. And printed what you thought you were going to do in the first place, and you never really did the work. No, it's just me. <laughs> like, they're like you got to go interview two thousand people about this. I'm like, how about I interview like five and just make it two thousand? Because that's a lot of work. I was tasked with writing my like minute to minute feelings in a diary yes. about some like um, Shakespearean adaptation that I was watching, and uh, I was like, okay, obviously I'm not doing that. And then the uh, professor said. It's really obvious you didn't do this and <laughs> yeah. you just did it today and you made it up. Yeah. And I was like, you're right. How did you know that? It's the most impressive part of my entire collegiate experience. It's always good, man. So I always tell my kids when they have to write that what did you do over the summer essay every year at the school, we never do shit over the summer. So I'm always like, just write something amazing. And they always write something amazing that didn't happen. And then the, the teacher always writes back like, that was amazing. Right. <laughs> like, that was amazing. Like, I'm like, you can't, like, we watched some TV. We watched a lot of TV. We kind of did some shit. We went, went out and played some ball. Like, no, we went to fucking Nairobi. And we saw the fucking Save the Last White Rhino. And the teacher was like, 
that's amazing how you spend your summer. Like, yeah, being honest is usually a detriment. Well, I, I, I honestly think we get rid of all social sciences and from K through twelve and colleges tomorrow, and absolutely nothing worse would happen to this world. Like, there's nothing good that comes out of that faction. Be a, be a real scientist. I'm sure, Trump would agree with you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Hi, Matt. That's the show for today. You got something? Uh, what are you doing? Uh, you're still uh, uh, suffering from uh, latent uh, viruses or something? You got something better going on? <laughs> I don't have any viruses that I know <laughs> that you know of. Oh, uh, that's why they're latent, dude. I uh, no Twitter at Matthew Ralston. Um, I was trying to find some. What about you? Speaking truth to power, about all your anti-LeBron stuff, man. That's dangerous. <laughs> Speaking of slacktivism, taking on LeBron. Well, after Kobe left, because you know I hated Kobe, and LeBron came, I thought, uh, okay, now I can maybe be a Lakers fan because really it was just Kobe yes. and the Lakers fans. That, Plus there's nobody left on the team from three years ago. Yeah, it's like a clean slate. And then LeBron came, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. I just I can't do it. I don't, I don't, I don't know how you root for LeBron. I mean, if LeBron, if you're in Cleveland and he grew up in Cleveland or Akron, I get that you root for the hometown kid and he's a phenom. But once he starts traveling, pit shopping teams, it's like I felt the same way about KD when he was on the Warriors. I never liked him. I love the fact that we had him and we won championships. Right. But I never, the Warriors fans never liked KD. They knew he was like the fucking like hired gun that was a fucking asshole. Everyone knew that. It's a means to an end. Um, but you can't like, like, you can't like LeBron. They said like the biggest fallout from LeBron's China thing, the stubby, was like the fact that they said that people who liked him before will still like him and people who hate him before will still hate him. And I thought, who the fuck liked him before? <laughs> like, like, really? Like, who was like a LeBron, outside of Cleveland, who was actually a LeBron fan? Like, who actually liked LeBron? Chinese people. Yeah, I guess so. Like, do you think people in Miami still like LeBron? Or do you think, I mean, I guess when he's gone from the Lakers, do you think people still like him? I mean, it's just uh, like... Black barbers? <laughs> yes. I don't know. I mean, just he's obviously clearly a mercenary, which is fine. It's a business. But, like, there's no... You shouldn't have any emotional attachment to LeBron as a player. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, guys that say simple things and pretend they're real serious type of guys. He's a great player. I mean, I had Barry, I had Barry Bonds on my team, on my Giants for a while. I love Barry Bonds when he played for us. But well, he, he was like a pro wrestler villain, though. Huge asshole. I would have liked him. Massive asshole. Um, but it was like, you know, I mean, I, I get where you root for your hometown heroes. His dad played for the team, and his godfather was Willie Mays. It was all the shit. But like, as a person, horrible person. And if he went to go play for, like, the Royals... Like, how could that Royals fan like, like, how could you like him at all? Just like to get more money? LeBron just wants to win a championship in LA where he has his fucking production company and he wants to and fucking take trademark Taco Tuesday. There's just nothing likable. Yeah, it's <laughs> not. When he sent, last week when they had the fire here, he sent, whereas he had to be evacuated. So it became a big story because LeBron had to be evacuated. Right, right. And he sent a taco truck on Tuesday. Did you know this? On Tuesday to the firefighters <laughs> to give them free tacos for helping save the neighborhood. And my theory was that then he then charged him a dollar for trademark rights to have tacos as taco truck. He literally sent a taco truck on Tuesday to reinforce his trademark to the to the firefighters. I, I I'm hoping I'm just hoping as a person that he has like some assistant who's just an asshole making these decisions. Yeah, I cannot. I can. I cannot hang out with people that everything they do is on purpose. Yes, because it's like, hey, it's not that clever. Like if you just thought about that, like you know, it'd be funny. We call this guy. But you know he's like, yes, I got this great idea. <laughs> like I'm gonna firefighters to reinforce my, uh, my synergy <laughs> by. It's like shut up, man. 
I do hate him. He is a fucking great player. And he's like, what, like 85 years old now? And he's still fucking mowing people down? Yeah. He's crazy. They're going to win the championship. He's, he's younger fucking, than I am. Fucking hate him. Anything else to promote? No, MattRalston.net. All right, this is Lex. Any shout-outs today? No, we're done with shout-outs? All right, yeah, they're not worth, they're not worth what they used to be. Um, this is Lex. Last word. Talk to you next week. Hey, yo, LeBron, give me that ball, homie. Because you don't ball, homie. All you do is cry to the refs and fall, homie. Now why you all on me? You ain't no defender, homie. You break a shot and stay leaving your defenders lonely. Now put your wig back on. Your hair was screaming. Telling Cleveland you can win, but you're dreaming. Cry, baby, cry, baby, cry, baby. Cry baby, cry baby, cry baby. Cry baby, cry baby, cry baby. Put the Jordan face on the cry baby. Five or no, LeBron ain't winning no. Y'all hear me? Y'all hear what I'm saying though?